You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh my God, that's amazing! Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm still quelling. Every Saturday morning from seven to nine a.m. on ESPN, seven ten, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Mustang Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. This is Wilson Pickett meeting Rick Hall, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. The look on Wilson Pickett's eyes when Rick Hall picking him up at the airport and then meeting a bunch of high school Alabama kids, the Swampers they were called, and some of the funkiest R&B music came out of that studio, including this one, Mustang Sally. All right, I want to take you into the operating room this week. 38-year-old guy, he's an accountant, so he's got a desk job, but he loves tennis, and his shoulder started to hurt. Went to therapy, not any better. Actually saw someone other than me who gave him a cortisone shot, and you know how much I hate cortisone. But everything was a mess. He wasn't getting better and wound up in my office. A true weekend warrior, tennis player, accountant, 38. He's a righty, right-hand dominant. And you can tell just on the history alone, Dr. Clapper, when I put on a jacket, my shoulder hurts. When I roll over in bed and lie on my shoulder, it almost wakes me up from a deep sleep. Um, women will say difficulty putting their bra on. These are classic parts of the history that you want to get. Next, you examine the person. You have them lift their arm all the way over their head. Our shoulder has what we call six planes of freedom. You can flex and extend to reach up high to put in a light bulb. You can abduct your flexion extension. You can put your arms out to the side like you want to salute someone in the military so your arm up at 90 degrees, that's called abduction. Trying to touch your belly button, that's adduction. So you have abduction, adduction, flexion, extension. And then trying to reach behind your back, you have internal and external rotations. Those six planes of freedom. Well, there's parts of the exam where I can have you lift your arm at a 90 degree angle to your body and then have your palm face down. And when you drop your arm down, the grimace on the face of the patient already tells me there's a bone spur and it's digging into the rotator cuff tendon. So the history, the physical exam, and then we're blessed. Just like people from Sonos, like Alan Mask, we have a, a Bluetooth type of device called an MRI. It's not just an x-ray. I can actually see the tendon. See the swelling, see the inflammation, see the bursitis. You don't need dye injected, just a regular MRI. And what am I looking for? I'm looking to see the structural anatomy. Remember, my dad was a carpenter, so I'm going to give you some clapper visions of carpentry. The two-by-fours, the framing of the house, are the bones. They're the skeleton. But the drywall, the sheetrock, as we called it in New York, when I was growing up, they called it sheetrock. Here they call it drywall. The drywall are the tendons and the muscles that are attaching 
to the studs, to the two by fours, the tendons, the muscle I'm looking for and see if they're frayed. Are they scratched? Is there a blister in the tendon? Just like a blister in your hand. Or is there actually a full thickness hole in the tendon? The MRI can tell me this beautifully. It can also tell me what the quality of the tendon is. Has this been damaged going on for a long period of time? But here's what I love the most. An orthopedic surgeon at Columbia, where I went to medical school, his name is Louis Bigliani. He decided to try to figure out, because his teacher was another guy that I met when I was a medical student at Columbia, named Charlie Near, N-E-E-R. You talk about Mount Rushmore. Dr. Near is on the Mount Rushmore of shoulder surgery in the world. He did more to try to figure out how the shoulder works than anybody. And Bigliani was his fellow. Now Bigliani's an old man altogether. But Bigliani studied the literally the shape of the bone on the tip of your shoulder. Take your hand now and feel the tip of your, your take your right hand and feel the tip of your left shoulder. You can feel the collarbone, the clavicle, but that's not what I'm interested in right now. Keep taking your fingers and get to the tip of your shoulder. That's the acromion bone. The famous AC joint is the acromioclavicular joint, where that tip of your shoulder, the acromion, meets the clavicle. But I'm talking about the very tip. You can't feel the shape of the bottom of the acromion because that's inside your shoulder. But Bigliani described we all, as human beings, don't have the same shape to the two-by-four. Just like a two-by-four in the lumberyard. Some of them have a knot in it. Some of them are pure wood. The shape of the bone is slightly different in all of us, but really, it's one of three different shapes. And that's what Bigliani described. The shape of the type 1, type 2, and type 3. So here's a clap revision for you. If you, if you look outside and you've got a bird feeder like I do right now, and I love my bird feeder, you'll see beautiful, cute little birds like sparrows and finches. Look at the beak of that bird, even a blue jay. The top of the beak and the bottom of the beak are essentially like clamshells. They're the same shape. But if you now get the pleasure of taking binoculars out, and looking at a red-tailed hawk, you look at the beak of the red-tailed hawk, you know what you're going to see? That it's not the same beak as a blue jay or a finch or a sparrow where the two clamshells are equal. The tip of that red-tailed hawk, of an eagle, of a falcon, these birds of prey, they have a hook. They have a hook on the end of their beak, which allows them to tear at the meat of a salmon, of a squirrel. That's what allows them to tear that carnivore meat apart. They're not just eating bird seeds like the, like the sparrow and like the blue jay. They tear at the flesh, that hook. Well, guess what? Some of us are born with the bottom of the bone of the acromion is like a falcon. It has a hook on it. That's a type three. Type one, flat surface on the undersurface. Can you imagine lifting your arm up and you have the, the hook on the end of it like the beak of an eagle? Guess what's living right below that bone? 
again, you can't feel it. What you can feel is your pec major, your deltoid, and your trapezius muscle, but you can't feel your supraspinatus, your rotator cuff, which is in your shoulder. And if, you, and if you're born with that hook, and you play tennis, or you make a living as a house painter, or you're reaching high up in the cabinet to get the cornflakes, over time, you're going to have shoulder pain because you're starting to scratch up your rotator cuff. And that's one of the surgeries I did this week. I, using my sculpting tools, literally, that I use in marble, I'm using them in surgery to arthroscopically, through a puncture wound, file that beak to make it smooth so the hook is gone. What a rewarding thing to be able to do to give someone a shoulder that no longer has pain in an outpatient procedure takes me 45 minutes to do done thousands of them over 31 years. It's such a privilege to be able to do that and help somebody. Coming up next, the clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. But I got to talk some food. We got to talk about a hot dog and some chocolate. Where else are you going to hear this but the Weekend Warriors show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar sinai What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. He's infectious, and I can say that because I'm a doctor. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Roberto Clapperio. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Well, it's Monday night, a new week has begun. I turn on my TV for some big skin fun. <laughs> Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Hank Williams Jr. Remember when he took over the reins of making the soundbite for Monday Night Football? Just think about it. Combining country music with sports. And we got a lot of credit to give to Steve Sable from NFL Films, who actually combined opera and the symphony and poetry, the the autumn wind, remember that, with the Raiders? The whole combination of sports and art, we have to give credit to Ed Sable, who started NFL Films, being smart enough to hire his son, Steve Sable, to marry those two worlds for us. And I got to say, probably nobody influenced my life more than Steve Sable because of how he combined those worlds. A true Renaissance man. Other than just filming the brutality, the violence of football by slowing down the tape and having violins and a symphony orchestra from USC making music, slowing down the game so that it looked like ballet. This was the genius of Steve Sable. And all those years later, to think that Hank Williams would be the right person to do the sound for the football game. I just love it. I just love it. Combining those worlds. It's just so much fun. All right, let's take some calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Teresa. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Well, doctor, I'm be bitten by mosquitoes. And I was wondering if there's something I can take to, you know, make them not like me or whatever. Mm. Or bite me. You could go online, Teresa. I don't have any way to go online. I could just get somebody. Okay. There's a company, Avon. Remember the perfume company? Oh, yes. Avon? Uh-huh. Well, they make, they make a perfume 
called Skin So Soft. Avon oh, I Skin So Skin Soft. Well, go, you get your hands on some Avon Skin So Soft, and guess what? Those uh-huh. mosquitoes will go to your neighbors and bite them and ain't going to bite you anymore. Thank you so much. This is the first mosquito repellent call I've gotten in 10 years. I want to thank you, Teresa, so much for the call. Can I just ask you a question? Yes. Do you listen to the show often? I, I, I'll tell you the truth. Guess who listens to it? My husband. He doesn't, miss, <laughs> he doesn't miss the show because guess what? He loves, what? loves Kobe Bryant. And oh, me too. I don't want to talk too loud because he knows I'm calling, but you would have thought, seriously, doctor, he had lost his son. Yeah. He cried and cried. And he loved, loved Kobe. And that's why he loves you, because you <laughs> love Kobe. <laughs> yep. And Kobe loved this show. That's why yes. he did the promo for this yes. show. And that's and why the, you may not hear his voice anymore, except on this show. And because as long as said. I'm going to do this show, I'm going to keep playing him and, and his love for this show. And that's what my husband told me. He told me just what, what you said. He said, now, he said he, he always going to have Kobe every every other word's going to be about a Kobe. Kobe had a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, How many years are you married, Teresa? We've been married for 59 years. So what's the secret to a 59-year marriage? Don't do it again. <laughs> you know, Teresa, I had, this, <laughs> yeah, I we, had this. We're at the point, Doc, Doc where we're the blind leading the blind. <laughs> <laughs> what is your husband's name? What's his Herman. first name? Herman. Herman. Okay, so. Herman. So I, uh-huh. I have in my office one day a very uh-huh. nice woman your age, and okay. she's got bad arthritis. She can't walk, so she needs her knee replaced. And she's uh-huh. in my office, and her husband Herman is in the way is in the uh, exam room with her. And I look at this two these two people, this couple, and I look at her and I go, Teresa, how many years are you married? And she says, fifty nine years. And I look at her and I say. Teresa, Herman, what's the secret to a long marriage? And Herman's sitting right there. He looks at me, and right away he says, love. And then I look at Teresa, and she looks at me and says, space. <laughs> You're right, doctor. You're right. You're exactly right. What did you do for a living, Teresa? Well, believe it or not, I worked 27 years for UPS. Wow. I love oh, my it. God. I went to work. I had been a stay-at-home mom, and I went to work mm-hmm. part-time with UPS, and you would have thought I had walked into a gold mine. I didn't know what to do with the money. <laughs> wow. Children, and uh, wow. we were in Catholic school, and, and we were on a budget. And, and so when I got the little part-time job, it was, I had spent $10,000 in a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh-huh. And, and I was able to go to up? work and get home with my kids, and they'd never known I was gone. And, and then I, I, I excelled as I stayed on the job. It was the best, best thing I ever did, Doctor. So how young are you now, Teresa? I'm 79, and my husband's 82. And when is your big 80th birthday? My, my birthday, I just had a, uh, well, I just had a birthday in March. March 18th. Oh, okay. My husband, my, he keep... has a birthday coming up in October. He's going to be 83. And what did he do for a living? 
He was a tree trimmer. Well, he had a business. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Uh-huh. Did he ever fall out of the tree and need someone like me, an orthopedic surgeon? <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, he used to be, his name was Rick Dees. Do you know who Rick Dees is? Yes, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. And, I you know, did. he used to do that. I would be going and hear him on the radio at work, and he would be saying stuff like they would play pranks on people. And then they had called this man at work and told him, said, you know, we're, we're, we're taking that tree out. We're having a horrible time. The man said, you're not taking my tree out. Get off of my property. He was just going <laughs> on and on and on. And, on. and it, would, it would make it be hysterical. You could already drive sometimes laughing at stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, but what it, a beautiful it, life. What a beautiful life and a beautiful person you are, Teresa. You get well, that. Listen. No wonder the mosquitoes love to bite you. You're like the, well, the, I'm the so sweetest lady there is. Well, you know what? I'm glad because I like the smell of skin so soft. And that'll well, be a go. good thing. See, isn't it great in life when you can make one move and you get two results? You're going to get two results. You're going to smell good and the mosquitoes will go bite your husband. Well, you know what? You won't believe it. He, they never bite him. Never. That's right. That's Isn't right. That yep. That's the mosquitoes have a brain all of their own. Well, I got to thank you, it. Teresa. You made my day to be able to tell you some advice so that you can now smell good and fight those mosquitoes with Avon Skin So Soft. Thanks so much for tuning in. And tell your husband, we are two brothers from another mother. We both love Kobe Bryant. wonderful. I most certainly will tell you have okay. a blessed, right. blessed weekend, and take care. Thank you. You too, young lady. Talk to you soon. Oh, what a beautiful call. All right, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. We'll come back. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar sinai What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. All right. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm Big Clap. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Mustang Saturday. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. It's Wilson Pickett in the 60s at Muscle Shoals Studio, Fame Studio, with Rick Hall, changing the world, a revolution in sound. Awesome. All right, the number is 877-710-ESPN. Let's go to Randy. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, Dr. Clapper. I've had a double knee replacement. Okay, good. And, uh, yeah, three years ago, I've uh, been sports guy my whole life, uh, wore out all the parts. I've also had both shoulders replaced. Good. But the knees, uh, it's been three years, and I've got the burning neuropathy in mostly the left knee, but both knees, and it, it drives me crazy. I can't sleep. wakes me up early in the morning. And I've, I've done a lot of different things. I don't know what, if there's anything I can do to get rid of that burning sensation, especially after I do too much activity. I still like to get out and do sports. And uh, obviously I didn't do your surgery, correct? Right. Okay. This numbness and neuropathy happened after you had the surgery? Yes. Okay. So, you know, neuropathy and the burning sensation, you certainly first want to make sure that the parts – look like they're, you know, 
okay, that the bone is accepting them, uh, and that there's nothing, God forbid, going on inside the joint itself. And uh, right. it would certainly be helpful to get a second opinion so that you at least have another pair of eyes looking at the work that was done. For okay. I can go through a 100 different things to be looking for, and it's not fair to go through them right now, but you need that kind of an evaluation because the neuropathy is kind of like the cough. It's a symptom when a person has pneumonia. You know what I mean? If you've got an infection in your lung, you need antibiotics to stop coughing, not Robitussin, if you know what I mean. Right. So yes. before you start figuring out, should I do acupuncture? Should I do all kinds of neurologic things? You better ask the first question is, is there a pneumonia? In other words, is there something to matter with the implant and the bone and how it's sitting in there that's causing the symptom, that's causing the cough, or that's causing the numbness, the the, the burning pain, the neuropathy that's taking place? You're not a diabetic, correct? No, I'm not. Okay, cool. How young are you? Um, really, really good health other than that. I've had... How old are you? Seconds. I'm 70. Okay, cool. All right. Let's assume that everything's kosher. Let's assume yes. that the inside of the joint looks fantastic on the x-ray. One, yes. and it's the pure neuropathy. My favorite thing to burn out the neuropathy from post-polio patients to diabetics to people with arthritis, all the folks who get neuropathy, is walking in a pool. Because the okay. very fact that the skin is being touched by water and not air it's almost like rubbing a blister becoming a callus. It's a sensory overload, and it really rewires the way the nerves are working in a beautiful way. Half an hour, belly button high water, you walk forwards, get to the end of the pool, walk backwards. This is in the shallow end. You walk forwards, you walk backwards, half an hour, three days a week. There's a book I wrote with Linda Yui called Heal Your Knees. Get a copy. That will help okay. you immensely. The pool I love. The bike you're already doing, but I think specifically yes. to go after neuropathy, and given that you're a guy who's already had both shoulders replaced, both knees replaced, I'm sure your spine is not terrific either. I hate spine no. surgery. You want to do everything you can to avoid it. Stay away from epidurals if you can or any cortisone shot. This is a holistic, beautiful thing for you to do is to get in the pool. Please do that. You ain't going to be better in two weeks. It's going to take probably two, three months, and then check back okay. in with me if you want, Randy, Okay. Uh, I'd love to. I appreciate it, sir. Okay, I want you to do me a favor, Randy. I just helped you. You're a total stranger. I want you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. All right, I will. Thank you. Okay. All right, you're very welcome, Randy. God bless. Have a good day. All right, this week I had the opportunity to eat the same thing for dinner four nights in a row. And that's because I went to Smart and Final. And they're not paying me to say this. Going up and down the aisles. And then I came across the hot dog area of Smart and Final. They had all kinds of varieties there. But all of a sudden, my eyes made contact with a certain brand of hot dog that I hadn't eaten since I was a kid growing up in New York. Because I actually used to go from Queens, Far Rockaway, and drove to Brooklyn, to Coney Island, literally just to have a Nathan's hot dog. I don't know how they make it. It's beef. I get it. But I don't know what they put. But it's like, oh, my God. You can buy Nathan's hot dogs in a package? Thank you. I bought a dozen hot dogs. Then I said to myself, if I were to devise 
the greatest hot dog bun. My mouth is watering already. It would not be a hot dog bun. You know what my favorite hot dog bun would be? A challah. That's C-H-A-L-L-A-H. Challah. That is an egg bread that you have Friday nights before the Sabbath. And the best egg bread in L.A. Is it Ralph's? The supermarket. It comes from a bakery called Schwartz Bakery. Well, you make a big slice of that, you could roll up that big slice and make it into a hot dog bun. And what's the greatest mustard that you'll ever put in your mouth? It's a certain yellow deli mustard. And there's only one place you can get it. The deli called Uncle Bernie's in the Valley in Encino. You don't have to get anything else you can. It's great. But they sell a yellow deli mustard straight out of Far Rockaway. So I had Nathan's hot dog on a slice of challah with the deli mustard. And every night I saw him out. What would I like to eat for dinner? And it came up the same damn thing four days in a row. If you want to live life like me, go to those three places, get those three ingredients, and make yourself in this pandemic one of the greatest things you'll ever put in your mouth. Oh, my God. We'll have to talk about dessert and the, probably my favorite chocolate dessert. The babka's great. You know all about the chocolate babka from the delicious bakery, but I got something that comes close. It could be 1A and 1B. It could be Michael Jordan versus Kobe. But the best chocolate thing you can have with a cup of coffee at the end of the meal, it's called a chocolate chip strip. And coming up next, I'm going to tell you where the bakery is that you can get this dessert that will be a religious experience for you. I'll take your calls. The clinic will be open. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show presented by Cedar sinai What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right. Mahalo. Aloha. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ahui hoy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. What you want, baby, I got it. What you need, you know I got it. The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, who was cut by CBS Records and wound up with Rick Hall in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and it launched her career. Let's play uh, Muscle Shoals number 10. Listen to Aretha Franklin giving due credit to Rick Hall and Muscle Shoals. Coming to Muscle Shoals was the turning point. That's where uh, I recorded I Never Loved a Man, which became my first million-selling record. So absolutely, it was a milestone and the turning point in my career. Incredible. Magical revolution in the world of sound, like the company Sonos and their Bluetooth technology and creating Monday Night Football, Rune Arledge. Dreaming up the idea of putting Howard Cosell in the booth. Magical moments in the world of sound. Hmm. All right, let's take some calls. Let's go to Gary. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hi, Dr. Clapper. Uh, I just want Hi, to Gary. Say- Great to hear your voice, Gary. So you're a longtime listener to the show? I am. For, oh, 
about about two years now. And what do you do? What do you do for a living, Gary? I'm a program manager for an aerospace company. Nice. And where'd you grow up? Uh, Staten Island, New York. The best pizza apparently in New York is in Staten Island, not in Queens, <laughs> not in Manhattan, but in Staten Island. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. What did your What did your dad do for a living? Uh, he was an engineer. Really? Oh, so you yeah. kind of followed in his footsteps. Good for you. All right, how can I help you, Gary? What's up? Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much for your book and uh, your talk show. Um, finally, after listening to you for a while, I bought the book. I started following what you said in the book about going in the pool and doing the exercises. And then that led to, uh, you know, starting on a, a bicycle thing. Mm -hmm. And now, mm -hmm. now, now I'm up to about 30 miles, go on one bike ride for 30 miles, and wow. it's just been great. I have no knee pain anymore. I had two surgeries on my knees, um, and, but it didn't help. You know, it helped for a while, right. but it never went away. And, and I bet you they gave you some cortisone shots, too. Oh, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's cortisone. a poison. That's yeah. right. Don't let them... Good for you. Well, listen, I wrote those books. You know the real story behind those books? Was Barnes & Noble opened a store in my neighborhood. And in the 90s, I walked in with my daughter holding her hand into the new Barnes & Noble in my neighborhood. And my daughter said to me, Daddy, look at all these books. With just wonder and amazement. And I remember looking down at my little girl and I'm going, God, she's so impressed with all I got to write a book. What the hell am I going to write about? I'm going to be a surgeon telling you how not to have surgery. That's what I'm going to write about. So there you go. And you can thank my daughter because if it wasn't for her, I would not have written all these books about how to avoid surgery. So thank you so much for the kind words and for listening and for calling. I really appreciate it. Well, I have one more thing. So this week my daughter just gave birth to a boy. So I'm going to oh. around with him, you know, a lot more than I would have before your book. So thank you again. Oh, that's very, listen, that's a beautiful thing. That's what the world's all about. You know, Gary, you want two things in your life, things that are priceless and things that are timeless. Sculpting in marble lets me make things that are going to be timeless. But being able to write a book so that you can have a knee that doesn't hurt anymore, so you can run around with your new grandson you know what? You just did something for me that's priceless and made me feel like I've made a difference uh, while I've been here on this planet. I can't thank oh, you yeah. enough for the kind words. I appreciate it. You have, and thank you. All right, young man. Thanks so much for the phone call. You made my day. All right. I got to tell you about the hot dog, but we don't have time right now. I'll do it in the second hour. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories, some stories about the magical innovations in sound, in sports, in art. And in surgery, you're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. And I got to tell you where the chocolate chip strip is. It's none other than in the San Fernando Valley at a bakery on Reseda Boulevard called Bees, B-E-A, chocolate chip strip. You're going to fall into the same trap that my father used to fall into when it came to buying chocolate things like this, whether they're a babka, a racetrack, 
a chocolate chip strip. My father would leave in the cardboard box a beautiful knife. He didn't put the knife in the sink. He didn't put it back in the in the knife drawer. He kept that knife in the cardboard box with the babka and with the chocolate chip strip. You know why? Because my father used to be obsessed. He was a carpenter, right? Measure twice, cut once. He used to be obsessed with making sure that the slice that he carved out of the babka or the chocolate chip strip was as even as it could be. <laughs> so he would spend all week taking that knife and I'd watch him take a little sliver and a little sliver more. And I'd go, Dad, what are you doing? He goes, Robbie, I got to make the cut as even as possible. So he would make it, I'm convinced, intentionally uneven just so he could even it and eat more and more of whatever was in that cardboard box. And remember what I told you, best thing about that chocolate babka or chocolate chip strip that's in the box is that whatever day you buy it, in his case, he always bought it on Sunday. And he would, listen, we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. So he'd save that cake the whole week. And by the time it got to Thursday, that cardboard box had more moisture than the damn cake that was inside the box. It was like a hockey puck. It was like a piece of wood. But this is how you think when you're poor, when you don't have a lot of money. I'd say, Dad, how could you eat that cake? It's like a rock. And he'd say, Robbie, now it's the best, the best time to eat the babka, the chocolate chip strip. I go, how could it be the best time? You're going to crack your tooth on the thing. It's so stale. He goes, no, take a cup of coffee. Put three scoops of sugar in it. Put some milk in that cup of coffee so that it's coffee milk. Sit down at the table and take that knife and take a slice of that chocolate chip strip that's rock hard and stale. My mouth is watering already. And you dip that slice of solid rock stale cake into that coffee and you let it sit for 10 seconds. You then put that in your mouth where the coffee and the milk and the sugar has embedded itself into that stale. And it only works if it's stale. It don't work when it's fresh. And you take a bite of that coffee-drenched chocolate cake. It melts in your mouth, and it's like a whole nother life that that cake gets to, ha gets to have. It's one of the greatest experiences. I intentionally don't eat the cake so fast. And I get extra big slices or big pieces of the cake because I want it to turn stale. I want to attack it on Thursday and Friday, just like my father used to. <laughs> so I gave you two great food items this week. You're going to go to Smart and Final, and you're going to get the Nathan's Hot Dog. You're going to go to Ralph's and get the Schwartz Bakery Challah. You're going to go to Uncle Bernie's and get the mustard. And for dessert, you're going to go to B's Bakery and get the chocolate chip strip. Let's talk about next week. Next week, my guest is going to be Nick Laportio and Nathan Feinstein from my favorite reggae group, Ayaterra, I-Y-A-T-E-R-R-A. -R -R we adopted this group a few years ago, Steve Paletta and I. We've had them in the studio a couple of times. They're now, with the pandemic, they're home writing songs, but they've become one of the biggest bands in reggae, some of the biggest concerts 
They're running around the country. Well, there's no more concerts right now, so they're home writing songs. And I really want to check in with those guys now that they're big and now that they're famous. And I asked Nick Laporcio, what have you learned being a rock band that's now not at the beginning, but at the height of your career? What's different now? And he said, I've appreciated what the word kindness means. As an artist, that's what you want to do with your life, to be more kind to people. So I started to think about, what am I going to talk about next week? Kindness in art when you become successful. Kindness in sports. And wait till you hear the sound bites I have from behind the scenes of what Shaquille O'Neal has done in Newark, New Jersey, where he grew up. What Herb Alpert from the Tijuana Brass has done for a music school in Harlem. Yes, in sports, in art, and in surgery. It's the kindness with your life that ultimately is what you want to do with that success that you've been blessed with. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Until then, I leave you with Volare, which means I'm singing and I'm flying, which we do every Saturday. Thanks for telling your friends, and thanks for tuning in all these years, almost 10 years now. Until next week, I'll see you on the radio. Nel cielo 